Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are now entering Odyssey Station. Please remain seated until docking is complete. Odyssey. Dare to wonder. Good evening, Odyssey listeners, and welcome to another episode of Dark Who Audio Files. I'm Jared, and with me, as always, is my dear stalwart companions, Tina and Danny. Ladies, how are you? Fine. Good. So, we are here. We are back in the new series realm after some time visiting our classic series friends with tonight's audio with David Tennant and the very lovely and voluptuous Catherine Tate as Donna Noble. Uh, but first, I want to get into just a little bit of news from around the Doctor Who audio universe that popped this week, in case people would be interested in seeing things. Over on the Big Finish side of things, there's announcing that they're doing event- uh, adventures for the 12th Doctor starting next year. Box sets for him, that's going to be good. And something that I wish Mark was here to discuss, because... He might he might see the a big picture kind of thing, but I'll I'll walk my way through it. Big Finish announced that they are starting to do a box set featuring classic doctors and companions, and this news took a couple people back because they've been doing an entire range of audios that's nothing but the classic doctors and their companions, and people are wondering if we're going to s- see a shift in the standalone releases into nothing but box sets moving forward because the main range um late the main range ladies is like what we've been listening to the entire time um just standalone audios for classic doctors and companions the pirates was part of it marion conspiracy was part of it you get fifth doctor this month sixth doctor next month eighth doctor the following month boom 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 and people are afraid that this one little announcement is going to see a shift into more box set collections rather than standalone stories. And I know like Tina prefers the standalone stories. Definitely. And Danny's nodding as well. Um, well, it's a, well, you know what it is? It kind of depends on the story. Right. Like a lot of them, I do like the standalones. I mean, when it came to, well, for example, Torchwood, we were all excited about, you know, a series. And I think that 
for me, for Torchwood, it makes sense because it's a show that's not on anymore. Right. Versus like Doctor Who, there's a show that's still on, even though it's old, you know, when they do the older series, that it's, you know, I understand like, you know, making, I actually don't understand in the older series making it a box set. I think it makes more sense to make just standalones. Right. So you can have more things to go to. I guess for just the Doctor Who side or say the Sarah Jane Chronicles or anything like that um, versus, you know, something that's still on TV. Right. Well, and to be fair, the audio that we're releasing, that we're reviewing tonight, Death and the Queen, was part, when it was released, it was released as part of a Tenth Doctor box set. But it was not a box set in that there was like an overarching theme. It's just here. Here's a collected collection of three random Tenth Doctor adventures. Mm-hmm. But the pe- fans were like, you know, but some people were like, I don't want to spend the 20, 25 bucks, whatever the price tag was when it came out. So they released them individually. And it's okay. like eight, nine bucks a piece to get all of them together. Or you get the box set that's got more adventures, some exp- expanded like special feature things like cast interviews, that kind of a thing. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. This, this news is very weird that they're doing a classic Doctor box set. And it's not even like there's an over arc to it because I know the Eighth Doctor does his Time War stuff too. I think so, with him it's a little bit different though yeah. because he's a Doctor that people didn't really see anything besides the movie. Right. Like I think it would work for – see, he's like the caveat to that comment I made is that he is the Doctor that we know the least about mm-hmm. due to TV. So I think a box set for him makes more sense. It gives well, you a better, I don't know, better well, I'm, it, well, I'm going to think back on, from the TV show, mm-hmm. the classic series did an entire season about the key to time, where it, all six episodes of the classic series was the Doctor and his companion going and traveling and pick, collect, getting the collection of this key. If they did a box set like that, where there was like an arc to it, I could see putting that as a box set, but for what it, this it appears that this is, it's kind of like, eh. So like a separate stories idea, right? So it's just like standalone stories sold together. Correct. Uh, Doesn't make sense. And I'm like, and the only thing I can think of is that they've been very successful lately with box sets in the new series universe. That box sets has been good, big there, and they're maybe trying to shift that in the classic series universe because ninety percent of the Doctor Who output that they do now, except for Torchwood, as you just put, and these classic series things, are box sets. And even Torchwood does have some box sets, and their season five, season six stuff. But either way, this but is see, that, that's I said. Those make sense because they're like the seasons that didn't happen, and even though I haven't. You know, we haven't heard all those yet for people like us that are huge fans of Torchwood yep. that pretty much it's never going back to TV. So then it makes sense because then you feel like it's continuing the story versus with, for me at least, with the other box sets, it's like expanding on the story. Right. Because there's a finite amount of story that you can tell, um, you know, 
in between because once the doctor's regenerated, you can't really bring him back to something. I mean, you have like those few times where they have them revisit each other. Right. But just like the doctor says that, you know, time is finite and that certain things in history happen. Um, once they regenerate or once they die, it's kind of like, okay, it's over, you know, right. for that, for that, um, inter- or, you know, reinvention of it. And yeah, like Big Finish has spent, they've made a career of finding weird places in the doctor's timeline to shove adventures. You know, oh, look. I think the, I think the funniest one is um, in the first doctor's time, there was a, he landed and it was a snowy, you saw outside it's ice and snow and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode is the one you see with him regenerating it at the South, at the North Pole, or sorry, the South Pole. And Big Finish said, yeah, that place where he landed that was all snow and ice, it wasn't set on screen that that was the South Pole, that was somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, Moving for, so, yeah. Moving on from that, from a big finish standpoint there's more torchwood that got released this week a story called the hope starring burn burn gorman and tom price nice i haven't listened to it yet but i love tom price's stuff that they've really done good by pc andy and these audios the next Mm -hmm. little thing i just want to make sure that listeners are aware of that something they announced today as we are recording this and that is that they have an opening for a new writer for the Bernice Summerfield line next year. Oh. And that they are taking like submissions for Bernice Summerfield stories. So Jared, are you gonna submit some? I probably will. Good. I I've actually got a story that I'm working on for something else that actually might work over there. So we'll see. Do it. That's cool. Yeah, it's Le- man. It's Lisa and David Warner, so. Ooh. Get it done, dude. Get it done. Yup. So with all that said, that's all over there. And then if we look over on the BBC that end of Doctor Who audio range, more classic series. Um, audiobooks coming out. I love them. Can't get enough of them. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Even though, even though I would not, I'm not going to subject you ladies to hours and hours of some a proper audiobook, like a six-hour reading. <laughs> so that would get a hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have six hours. You know, the, only, the only thing that's worth it sometimes and stuff like that is hearing people do voices yeah yeah i I understand it yeah it is kind of hard when life happens it's now here's a here's an interesting thing about this bernie summerfield uh story thing you can only submit one entry oh no it's a lot of pressure (laughs) yeah the best you you gotta pick up one you can submit, you know what, you can submit a second one and you put my name on it and then, but I'll give you all the credit. 
<laughs> we'll just we'll just share it. Oh, the three of us will come share up with mine. Do all it. Right. So, with all that said, it's time for us to take a gander back to two thousand six. Actually, this would have been two thousand. Not 2005, not 2006, not 2007, 2008-ish. Oh. With, With the doc Dr. Donna. The Dr. and Donna. Yay! <laughs> so, overall, we're talking about the wonderful release of Doctor Who, Death and the Queen, featuring Catherine Tate and David Tennant. For the first half of the show, we are spoiler-free. We will we'll try as best as we can to be spoiler-free. We'll do the spoilers second act. So, Danny, what was your thoughts on Death and the Queen? I loved it. It was fun. It's Donna. It's Dr. Donna. Right. It's, I liked it better than um, Dr. and Rose. I felt like they were still connected in this story versus... The one we listened to with Rose and the Doctor, where I felt like they were not even friends. They were just kind of there. Like, they right. didn't have the same chemistry. This one, the chemistry was still there. Awesome. Uh, Tina? Um, I love David Tennant, and I love Catherine Tate, and the only thing cooler than those two is putting them together. <laughs> They're so great together. Yeah, I love week awesome so it's really funny we talked about the adventure with river and benny that when we when we talked about that story the big thing that was the overarching theme is that the interactions was what made it and i felt that here as well definitely yeah and even though they didn't actually have that many actual scenes together Right. And, you know, in the, in the big overarching picture, if you think about it, but when they were together, it was, I could see this story in my head. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like, because when I think of these two characters, because, you know, the 10th Doctor, definitely a favorite of mine. Donna is probably my, she is my favorite companion. And it was, I love the fact that once again, they're in a story where um, Donna's getting married again and he's ruining it for her. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's just I think it's it's such kismet to be a part of that story mm -hmm. and actually feeling kind of like the impact of Donna like that Donna compared to a lot of the other characters is she's so much grounded mm -hmm. as for like when I say for New Who she's super grounded when it comes to this adventure where she's just like, at first she's like, no, I'm just going to go be a temp and do this. And she's like totally that blue collar everyday woman who is crazy opinionated and everything else, which is fantastic. And at first, you know, doesn't want to be with, you know, go travel with them and then goes, wait a minute, what am I thinking about? Of course I'm going to travel. And you're at this point in their relationship where um, it's, you know, it, you can tell that they've got, they're getting along really well and that they're cohesive. So you know that this is something that's happened, you know, a little bit into their travel. Right. And I just, I love how they kind of play off each other 
especially when they first walk into the casino and she's and he's like, man, I wanted to be here. And she's like, oh, no, I want to be here. Right. She's, I like that she has that opinion and that she's so quick to go, no, space boy, I'm glad we're here. I don't want to be <laughs> the dumb place that you think we need to be in because this seems more fun. So... I, I'm just loving it. As far as placing it, I think you're right that this is obviously later into their travels. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting, too. If, if, if you look at this story from, like, the high ground up, it covers a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Because Donna didn't really have this whirlwind romance. Like, I, there was weeks that they were apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the timeline did keep confusing me a bit. Maybe just because uh, I'm not I'm not good at listening without a visual. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did I did get a, a little confused a few times about how much time was taking place in the story. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I could understand that because I when I was listening at first, you know. They were in, not Monte Carlo. Were they in Monte Carlo? They first met? No. Was I think Monte so. Carlo? Okay, yeah. That where they were in, like, because I know that the doctor wanted to be something else. And she's like, oh, we're gambling and da-da-da. But then they were like, oh, it's the 1780s. And I went, oh, okay, they're gambling in the 1780s. And, but it seemed a lot more modern than what I thought it would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you first... Think of the like he kept he said one timeline, but it seemed like they were in today they were today more maybe because right. I I like casinos so I I understand realize stuff like that but it was just so interesting but yeah you're right it takes place over this expanse uh, you know expanded timeline because they're going on all these different dates and at first when I was listening I was like is this the same day and they're just having the longest it's like you know think river and you know, um, Capaldi's doctor, where it was a day, it was 24, you know, 24 years for, I mean, 24 years for one year, however it was. And I went, um, yeah, you're right. I was like, wait, is this the same day? And I realized, no, it was time being for them to fall in love, Don and the Prince. So we're going to, let's talk a little bit about the rest of the cast of this. Mm-hmm. Um, for starters, we've got Hortense, which is like the little handmaid. I love her. Me too. <laughs> uh, that actress is the is Beth Chalmers. Beth has been around Big Finish for a long time. She's done awesome things. She has even been a companion to the Seventh Doctor. Ooh. Yeah. She is one of the stalwart, I guess you could say, actors at Big Finish that, you know, they do. They just keep coming, keep coming back and keep coming back. She's awesome. You'll hear more from her as it goes on. But I just wanted to point that out, that she does become a companion for Celeste McCoy's doctor at one point. Groovy. And then we're going to talk about the Queen Mother. Also known as... Queen of the Borgs. Also known as the Queen of the Borg. (laughs) So, yeah, the Queen Mother and Donna was hilarious. 
it's the I, I think that she made sense on why she would hate Don. Right. <laughs> Especially in that time period. <laughs> Cause she would I mean, like, it's thinking of she'd hate me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm way too modern. <laughs> um but it was just but it was weird having her just be so distant and cold, but at the same time seeing that uh Prince Rudolph was a mama's boy. It made sense. <laughs> it made sense. So, I want to bring up one little bit of backstage news. I could basically predict that you guys were going to like this story. <laughs> really? Why? I knew, I knew you would because um, it's written by a guy by the name of James Goss. James Goss is the producer of a lot of the early Torchwood audios. And he's written a lot of stuff that you have liked in the past as well. He's he's got us down. Um, he was the producer of Gareth David Lloyd's Fall to Earth, and he and he was the producer of One Rule, and he wrote the Benny. And the Benny and um, River audio. Ah! Yep. So let's just talk about. Yep. Big love for that dude. <laughs> and he's got more stuff. He's got more stuff coming that hasn't been announced yet. He is, like I said, he is one of the main producers on the Torchwood line. Oh, oh my! <laughs> so what you're saying is, Cortina and I will be quite excited about everything that he produces. Yep, and, and he's good. I'll be I'll be honest with you. The um act the actors love him as well. Well good. He seems to be really like that he enjoys it and it makes it like I don't know, it's just maybe just the stories that we keep liking the most, even though they're you know they're similar, is that it makes us feel like we're experiencing that episode. Right. And I think we, I think I like it because I can see it in my head sometimes. But you know what's so funny? Even with the older ones that I didn't even know, you know, I don't know what doctors they are, and the ones that we really like that are older, I could see those in my head too. Right. I think that's what it is versus ones that, like the Jackie one, which we probably all, you know, would have been like, yeah, we love it. I couldn't see that in my head. I was just saw Jackie talking. Right. And it was like, yeah. And a lo- some of that's producing. Some of it's sound design. Mm-hmm. You know, but, yeah. Ac- and actually, the story that we are going to listen to next week, not to jump ahead, was also ri- was written by James Goss as well. A, a Torchwood story featuring PC Andy. Oh, PC Andy. Yep. I think Who, the ones that I like the best are the ones where... People are have like witty quips, yeah, and snarky attitudes. Who doesn't love a good snark? I try <laughs> to give a snark to Jared every time. Every, every single time. Every single time. Snarky I read a short, like I was in fan fiction one night, just reading lots of fan fiction, and there was and there was this fan fiction written where this person had written themselves plainly themselves inside the TARDIS and it was the funniest thing ever 
and it was just so yeah witty funny snip snippy depending on the doctor and the scenario can be good new series with tenet witty quip absolutely mm-hmm. i don't see that with martha though no well i the problem with with poor martha is i think it goes to martha was an actual doctor that they didn't use as a doctor right they instead used her as a lovesick puppy that could not really do anything because she was so in love. She was written to be not Rose. Yeah, but she was written. But she was written as Rose, right? Being in love with him, but her him not being in love with her, which was awkward. Mm-hmm. And I get that she was not. I mean, she she's a lot stronger. And I'm not trying to be mean about Rose, but she's obviously more intelligent. She has like you know the different. It's a different dichotomy of person, and. All of her intelligence went out the door when he kissed her, mm-hmm. and that was it. And I went, and that, and it bothered me because I really like Martha, and right. Martha's a doctor. She should be like the doctor, and like you know, it should be doctor, doctor. You know, like we make the joke, Doctor Donna. Mm-hmm. Is that Martha? As I've, I've said this multiple times, that you know they would go and do things, and very rarely would she get to use her medical ability, but he would. Right. But it was crazy. And that's, I think that was kind of it. And when she finally left, and it was like, I just can't be here because I'm in love with all the other stuff. I was like, you know, I actually really appreciate it when she came back and forth, like afterwards. And, you know, she was a part of Unit and stuff, but still a doctor. Though they did saddle her with Mickey, and I was not a fan of that. But what? <laughs> I was you like, know, I liked it because I, I felt like it pulled mickey up i didn't feel like it pulled her down yeah i think it, i was like it pulled her down and up. well <laughs> while we're discussing the romantic entanglements we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with dr audio <laughs> you're listening to odyssey Welcome back to Doctor Who Audio Files. I'm still Jared. Tina is now the president of the PTA, and <laughs> I'm the treasurer. Oh, you're the treasurer. Oh. Hey, <laughs> girl, get your money. And Danny has <laughs> written a series of Harlequin romances about Mickey and Mickey and uh, Martha. That's right. They're called M and M. M and M. Trials and tribulations and lust of Martha and Mickey. So we were talking about Martha before we left. Martha hasn't done any Big Finish audios yet, probably because she's been over in the States busy with stuff like New Amsterdam and the other show that she was on, Sense8. Uh, really interesting like background on Martha. When she left, she was basically told, hey, you're going to go be on Torchwood. Yeah. Everybody on the planet knew 
you're going to go beyond Torchwood. And then Torchwood season two took some time in production. She sat at home waiting on that call, waiting, waiting. And it never really showed up. So she took other work because having somebody say, hey, you're going to be on Torchwood and is a lot different than saying, hey, you're going to be on Torchwood. Here's your contract. Yeah. So she waited. And by the time that it rolled around, she wasn't available anymore. She got bills, man. She got bills, which is why Owen died and then didn't really quick, <laughs> really quickly. And which is why the character in Children of Earth, Lois Habiba, is really something Martha could do. Because that was, when they were putting it together, they still had her in mind. So it's just really, really interesting. The other thing I want to put, I want to point out, and maybe this is something that I noticed that you ladies wouldn't. We're gonna talk. We're gonna get back to talking about the new series in a second. But Torchwood, Martha, Monsieur, we're loving these audios. They keep coming out all the time. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been a Torchwood book in a hot minute, but yet Big Finish can sell an audio a month, sometimes two. Cool. Why do you think that is? Same with David Tennant. I mean, you could say the same thing for everything, that really the only novels that come out these days are new series novels with the new doctors. And then, like, once or twice a year, you'll get one that's a past doctor. But yet, Big Finish can come out with all these stories and just keep selling them. Why do you think that is? Maybe the um, novels aren't uh, as lucrative. I mean, it's an, it's just an interesting thought because you, novels aren't lucrative, but full, see, full cast audio dramas are. I mean, Maybe. I, Maybe. I, I, I mean, they sell, they sell ad space, huh? On the radio? Not, no, because when you what buy these, the you just buy them. You just buy oh, them. If they don't have them on the radio. They just sell the right. Oh, I see. So that's. Well, just, I, don't... I don't know. I just think it's an interesting, as Danny would say, an interesting dichotomy as to why this is. But spoilers. Donna man. Donna met a man. Yeah, girl, get your man on. And man <laughs> met her in the in the casino. And then they kicked the doctor off the horse carriage. Uh-huh. And he deserved it though. He was kind <laughs> of a dick. He was a, he was a total cock block. Oh, sorry. No, you can tell. <laughs> he was a lang. But he was. He was totally blocking it. Yep. He was. So he was his, but he was funnily it was funny the whole time he was doing it. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it was charming, is that he kind of did, he's done that to her before. 
And I think that, you know, like visually you've seen him do that mm-hmm. tour before where she's been interested in someone and he's been like, oh, no, no. And he shows up at weird times and you're like, what the? Like, mm-hmm. He does that to, but I mean, out of all of them, I think he did it to her more than anybody else. Like in New Who, if you sit and think about it, like they didn't really do it to Clara. They didn't really do it to, okay, maybe Amy. Right. I mean, after they got married, because the doctor in the bunk beds, yep. which was hilarious, but they were still in the same room. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he kind of, he's, he's kind of the ultimate block. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. I to go through it, but go ahead. So we're going to talk about the sonic screwdriver can fix horseshoes. Oh gosh. That was so random. That was so stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a his that tool is it's kinda like the debate where they're like they're um if you ever watch like um on YouTube, not really a debate, but when they say the char- ten ten most powerful characters that mm-hmm. write themselves into a corner, you know, that, that writers so the Q would be one, the doctor mm-hmm. is one. Yep. Really? You fix horseshoes with a sonic screwdriver? Man, shut the front door. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Uh, back during the 80s, when you had the Peter Davison era, they made the showrunner back then um, really hated the sonic screwdriver. With a passion, hated the sonic screwdriver. <laughs> to the point he destroyed it in a show to get his writers to stop using it as a crutch. <laughs> I can see that because and that's it, why it's like a magic wand. He's like right. Harry Potter with that thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's why Peter Davison and um, Colin Baker didn't have one really. That <laughs> the doctor, the producers are like, no, you need to stop writing yourself into a door, you know, into a door. And then sonic screw, sonic screwdriver. Because, I mean, it's a screwdriver. Like, I think River said it best when she, was, when she made fun of the fact. She was like, I got one, too. And, <laughs> you know, like, where she has one, and it's not a magic wand. But he used to say sometimes that it's a magic wand. I did kind of laugh about the doctor making a comment that all of his companions leave him because they either fall in love or they need to save another universe. Because die. <laughs> he's lost two to falling. Wait, three to falling in love. That doc. Are you talking about like him specifically? No, I'm talking about throughout the history. Okay. Um, his granddaughter left him because she was having it with the one boy. I'm gonna, Vicky fell in love with that guy in Rome. She stayed there. Uh, Ian and Barbara, Ben and Polly didn't really fall in love. Jamie got sent back. Joe, Joe met a man. Leela met a man. Uh, I'm just going through. Like Rose met, fell in love with him, but got him on the on the right. other side, which is weird. Martha said, "I'm Martha, I'm out. Done. I'm in love, but I'm out." Mm-hmm. Um, Amy was kind of in love with him, too. I think Amy wasn't really in love with him. I think she was in lust with him. Yeah. More than anything. I think she truly loved Rory. 
So yeah, we've got four people that off the top of my head met a man and left. Saving parallel universes, Rose did that, ultimately. I mean Romana did that. Amy did it too though. They're stuck they're stuck in Manhattan. I mean Which I never understood that. I never I know. It's a weird one. Um that was a weird way to get rid of them. Um Bill came close a couple times. Bill, I know. I was gonna say Bill as well. She fell in love. She but actually she, fell in love. She fell in love, and in the end, she ended up with her. Yes. Yeah, oh, she died. Really but that. she died yeah, first. Huh? Oh, yeah. She had to die. She had to die to go with her. But yeah. She, yeah. I mean, Bill kind of you know left through death and love. So. Yeah, and that's the whole thing with Bill when they're like when they were showing her, and I was like, she's a cyber woman or cyberman. Yeah. Like it when the when her girlfriend looks at her, she sees a Cyberman. Hey, maybe you know, you know what? To each their own. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. Her girlfriend's also a tear monster, so that's true. <laughs> tear water monster, so I'm like Oh, she's gonna get so rusty. Oh, oh. Tina got jokes. <laughs> oh, Tina got All jokes. I have to say is tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both dead, so they're good. They're good. Oh my god! Okay, it just went to a whole nother level. Oh so yeah, Doctor Doctor Donna. Doctor Donna, because uh, she can pick men. She can pick the perfect man for her. I love that she picked another man that married her to sacrifice her to something else, <laughs> and I'm like. Aw, damn, Donna. Girl. <laughs> you are terrible at this. But it was so Donna. It was yes. so Donna. <laughs> and it's so realistic to her character that she would fall in love with, you know, Prince Charming. That's in quotation marks if people didn't see it or know. And <laughs> Prince Charming um, charmingly wants to give her to death. And that's hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was funny that she said, are you going to ruin all my weddings? Like she just planned for a bunch of them. <laughs> right. I mean, he kind of does. He does. I mean, it's not just her marriage to Lance, but the the dude that was in the library. What was his right. name? Yeah, the library. Oh, God. Was Lee? Uh, Lee? Lee? The one that I... saw her at the end, but because of his stutter, couldn't call her. Called her. Dude, the one that in the end she really should have ended up with. Right. I'm just saying. I, I really was hoping that he would come back somehow. Yeah, you know. Sean sucks. Yeah, Big Finish, you need to fix that. Fix it, Big Finish. That's what we want. <laughs> Somebody do that. Because they didn't you never saw them get married. Yeah, you did. Because she get, that's where the doctor got the um he dropped off the lottery ticket. That's right. They did get I forgot. I thought they were just in the plans of getting married. That and Lee isn't modern day London. Lee is on the library. Yeah, Lee's in the library. Right. But I'm just like, oh, we all want, we all wanted Lee. We all wanted that. Because that would have been the perfect ending for her if she couldn't be with the doctor anymore. And she had no romantic interest in him at all. Right. She just traveling with him. And if she couldn't be with him to do that, man, give the woman the man she really wanted, mm-hmm. which was Lee. 
Instead, yeah. she got crappy Sean, <laughs> who just was a doormat. That's what I think that's what it was. It's probably the guy's lovely. He was a doormat. And it was just, it, it wasn't it. it An wasn't another it. reference that um, made me laugh in this is that the doctor said he had a robot dog that left him twice. Aw, canine. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you did. But you kind of gave him away the first time, <laughs> or one time. He handed K9 to Vermont and said, Here, take him. And But with Leela, K9 is like, Yeah, I'm going to stay here. I'm out. Aww. I, I, I will say, I love that Donna kept calling Death Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor? Yeah. <laughs> I just want a He Man to come out and go, I have the power. But I. <laughs> I love, but you know what? I, this is why I also love Donna. The fact that Donna gives zero you-know-whats. Mm -hmm. And the traditional ways of, like, the handmaids and, you know, the fact that she made them learn, like, shorthand right. and, read, like, read romance novels. You know, and write so them. And write them. And then, but then at the same time, sometimes where we, you know, they count Donna out, she also had them make their sigil on all of their, all the big sheets and everything because she realized that, you know, things were happening and the mm -hmm. only things that kept surviving were the flags, the banners. Right. And it shows you that Donna is a lot deeper than sometimes she's portrayed. And you get those bits of deepness in every story that she's in. Right. So I mean, she does deal in the superficial she did fall in love with him because he's a prince and he's rich. And every time she does superficial, <laughs> it sucks. But at the same time, she's a real person. The only thing that yeah. really... Uh, my, if I had a gripe about this story... Okay. Is I don't see Donna agreeing to marry anybody at all without Wilf and Sylvia there. Without him being being there for the wedding. Really? Because, I mean, she was ready to gung-ho Lee. Yeah, but that was also, she was, upload, she was uploaded when she met Lee. You know, Lee was given to her. But Donna, I mean, but yeah, Wilford and her mom weren't in that episode at all right but what like they didn't place you know hey the grandparents to come watch, the, you but know, watch the thing. she didn't but she didn't think to herself i'm gonna go marry him now she just walked well, up get it you guys are married and she was like oh that's right we're married yeah. that's true yeah i get what you're saying but if she's gonna go have like the wedding and the reception and all this stuff i think if that is there that she would want to have well, fair, but yeah, that's the only, that's the only thing. I think for this real this adventure is one of those where the plot is secondary. It, yeah. you, you've got David and Catherine running around being fabulous. It's true, and they're good at it. So like, now I, I think we said this earlier that I just think that I don't know if we talked about it on here or did we talk about this on the phone, but. I just feel like they are so much more connected than Rose, that story with Rose and the doctor. 
Right. Like out of any, I mean, it's just, this is one of the ones for modern who, where I feel like it is that it's what we see. It's what we feel when we think of her. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what I think it is and correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's that Catherine Tate remembers how Donna speaks where Billy Piper sometimes sounds like Billy Piper and not like Rose. Probably. True. That's true. That, she's, she's fantastic. I love her. I, I mean, I... What? Oh, no. Sissy, go ahead. Oh, Catherine Tate's used to carrying over um, characters from, like, years ago. Right. Like, right now, she could jump right into Lauren or Nan. But, um, but Billy Piper, wasn't she a singer? Yeah. And not an actor at all? Until, you know, later. Perhaps, yeah. But still, I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I loved it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I'm like, there's only one thing I love more than this, and that is uh, the Red Nose Day skit with her and David Tennant. And mm. he's the professor. Are and you the doctor? Are you the doctor? Are you a doctor? And she just kept doing it and heard her friend in the back. And it, yeah. So listeners, if you've never seen it, seriously, YouTube it. It will, you, you'll literally pee your pants because it's hilarious. <laughs> so funny in it. And David Tennant with his goofy, like, what is that, rat tail mm -hmm. hair? Ugh, the long hair. Oh. <laughs> God, cut your hair. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> if you want something fun with David Tennant and Catherine Tate, you need to go find their version of Much Ado About Nothing. Oh. Oh, is it online? I'm looking to see if I can find it somewhere, but it's fabulous. Nice. I'm... I might, I, I might ask the Pixie Fairies of the internet if they have it somewhere, but yeah, it's... It's really fun of them two doing that play together. Oh, everything they do together. There's, they have such great chemistry. Mm -hmm. They just have such great chemistry. So are we going to re-listen to this audio next and imagine Alice Creech as the Borg Queen? <laughs> Always. That would add a different level to it. I need, I need, she's going to need data with her to try mm -hmm. to seduce so they can have cyber love. <laughs> or else give her a Cyberman. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So we've got about <laughs> two minutes left and we got some things we gotta get moving right, for. Let's do it. On this audio, on this audio adventure, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Two thumbs uh, up. Two thumbs no, up. I just uh it's just so yeah, of course two thumbs up. What are you talking about, sir? It's <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And so the second question that we always ask, if someone is new to Doctor Who on audio, is this something you would give to them to say, hey, listen to this, you might like it? Yes. I think so. It's very, as long as you know who the Doctor and Donna are, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's fun. I, the, think, it, I think it's so lighthearted that it, at the same time, even if you didn't know mm -hmm. who Donna was, you would still enjoy it because she's so funny. Right. And so easy to, to like, want to know more about. 
versus someone who is way too complex, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That is, abs is absolutely it. And this is, like I said, you, there's not a convoluted plot to keep track of. No. There's not really a lot of alien -y voices other than death. Yeah. Who Donna gets to do a dance with and can't get in her pants with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was like the best thing ever. Sorry, spoilers. Mm. Death doesn't get her because she's got magic underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When, when she said that, I nearly, I literally, if I'd have had something in my mouth, I'd have done a spit take. Mm. What? Jesse couldn't get my knickers. <laughs> so next week, ladies, we're going back to Torchwood. Torchwood. In a story written by James Goss, who wrote the one we just listened to and has written a lot of what we're listening to here lately because you ladies seem to like it it works fun and listeners i hope you, you guys are enjoying it because it's really good quality product they should always tell us what they like and what they yep. want us to do on twitter or facebook so the premise of next week's episode um of what the audio we're listening to is PC Andy. Everybody knows PC Andy from Torchwood. He is Gwen's cop buddy. Otherwise known as the only character on the show I might actually ask out on a date, but that's entirely... <laughs> um, the least character I would ask on a date? <laughs> no, that's... He's, the, he's probably the only one I would. Really? But, um, long story short, this person shows up to him and says, hey, you want to be part of Torchwood. I'm here. I'm the Torchwood assessor. We're going to see if you've got the chops. And so this, this person from this Torchwood assessor is here to see if PC Andy's got the Torchwood stuff. But oh, by the way, this um, assessor is a ghost from the 1950s. Of course they are. <laughs> All wait, right. Wait, wait, wait for it. Played by Samuel Barnett. Oh. Does that name ring a bell? It I don't does. think so. Not for, not to you me. Would, you would know him from Dirk Gently's Holistic Detef Detective Agency on BBC America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotta love some BBC. There's some fun voices that pop up next week as well that you would recognize. Lisa Bowerman is in it. Ah. David Warner is in it. Oh. And a woman that people on a cruise ship thought was my girlfriend for 10 days once, Laura Doddington. <laughs> there's, oh. a, there's a story and a half for you. <laughs> you have to let us know next week. I will. Oh my! But yeah, it's this. This story is a is a fun one, and it starts off a fun arc for PC Andy with this guy Norton Folgate. 
-hmm. Norton's a brilliant character. He's going to... It's very rare in these audios when you listen to it and you're like, why was this not on the show? Mm. And I listened to this character and I was like, oh my God, why was he not on the show ever? Mm. Um, Any final... as we're wrapping up, any final thoughts for the week, ladies? I read. Oh, yep. I love this story. It was really fun. I'm always down with uh, stories with Donna Noble and the Doctor. So, cool. yeah, rock on. Well, we are gonna. It, with all that said, we've got Torchwood coming back. This was a great story this week. Um, we're going to end a couple minutes soon. Um, so the next thing you hear from us now will be the trailer for next week's audio we're going to listen to. And whatever show airs after, because our show airs a couple different times during the week. Obviously, if you have questions for us, you can find us online on the Twitter at the at Doctor Who Audio. Um, Tina, Russ remembered that you existed this week. I don't know if you noticed that. (laughs) He actually said um, Doctor Who Audio Files with Jared, Danny, and Tina. So he actually remembered that you exist this week. Hey, how about that? I do exist. You do exist. You are a real girl. And soon your (laughs) face will be there too. So everyone can see your beautiful face. Yeah, because Tina and I have faces for TV. No, I said, all, I said we all no. have faces for TV. No, you said we have faces for radio. Now, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So, yes, Tina and I have faces for TV. I have face for... I currently yeah, have a hole in the back of my head, but, so I'm a Santorin, so... Oh, enjoy your face for radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll never all live that down. I will never live that down. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, any final any final, final thoughts other than me always on radio and nowhere else? <laughs> that we'll see them real soon? Yep, we will see them real soon. Catch them on the flippy flappy. And we'll see you... As as you're if you're if you're listening to this first run on Saturday night, you will hear from me and Danny Monday night on tr- on the Trek 360. Yes. Tina, you'll have to come talk Trek with us one day. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, with that, we will speak soon. Everyone, have fun storming the castle. Odyssey.